and and then the conversation that you and I had today, there's a a level of understanding that you and I were just we grew up in because you and I both entered the military at a young age, both went into special operations at a very young age. I literally that was my whole adult life. So today we are all being asked to do more with less and the stress is compounding. Look, we have to do something about this or people are going to crack under pressure. As leaders, we gotta look at all the different options of how do we prepare our people for the path ahead when we don't necessarily know what the path will entail. If not, we are gonna lose our best players. We're gonna lose our top leaders to the competition. I honestly can't stand the thought of this happening to our warriors and to those who lead our warriors, those people who have chosen to serve, protect, fight, and defend for other people's freedom. So I went on a mission to help find an answer. I found this amazing clip from Jocko Willink. If you haven't met Jocko or heard about Jocko, that's probably pretty rare, but let me just get you up to speed. He wrote a book. He was a co-author of a book with Leif Babin uh, called Extreme Ownership. And he talks about these key principles, these laws of combat. Jocko is a world-renowned leadership expert and trainer. And today, I believe this clip that we're going to pull up in just a second is really going to help you begin to unlock greater strength and confidence on your team today. It turns out that Jocko actually has three key insights that I took away when I watched this clip myself. Again, I'm on a mission for you. I'm looking for the absolute best things out there from industry leaders to see how have they built iconic teams. So today, I'm gonna share them with you. What's going on, my friend? Welcome to Iconic Influence, the world's first adventure-based leadership podcast that gives you the tactics and strategy needed to build a mission-effective team. I'm your host, Adam F. Jones, former Army captain, company commander, and Black Hawk helicopter pilot, and now the founder of Kingdom Operatives. Today, we're gonna talk about how do we prepare ourselves for the path ahead and prepare our teams when we don't know what's coming up next. How can we begin to see life maybe a little bit differently so that we actually look at our experiences and our education as something that can add value and can be a foundation to build on, not a ceiling that limits us. Look, all of us can do a better job at this. We can start to prepare our teams more by using different challenges out there and different opportunities to help them grow, right? Instead of looking at maybe education and experience as a lid or as a ceiling, that says, hey, this is what I can do so far, we look at it as a foundation that we can build upon. In this clip, you're gonna see how Jocko talks about some key things that he really started to realize after getting out of the military that helps him today. I didn't really think about it the way you did. You realized that we have this and most people don't. We, you realize that like, you and I can pick up a pistol and we can shoot, like, like we could shoot. We can shoot you and I can see a combat trauma situation and we know how to stop the bleeding We know how to clear the airway. We, we just know that we don't I never really thought about it and You realized hey, that's not normal. It's not normal to be able to do that It's not normal even talking with you today Like when I'm walking down the street I look for what's cover what's concealment Where is it at if I get contacted from over there? It's not and I'm not I know I understand I, I don't think I'm crazy because I know it sounds crazy when I sa when I say this stuff 
And, and I think when people are crazy, it's when they don't realize how crazy they sound. <laughs> so I realize I sound crazy. But when, you, when I walk down the street and I look around and think, oh, like there's, a, there's a, a concrete wall over there that I could easily get behind if there's fire from that direction. Like those are just normal thoughts. And I think that you and I grew up where we have these, these thoughts to us are normal. And I don't think a lot of people think like that. Mm. So I think getting just starting to think about these things in all aspects of your life is extremely important. And I think if you are going to be more prepared, I think it's to just simply start thinking more about being prepared than you do right now. Most people aren't thinking about that. You, you, you and I, at least, well, maybe I can't speak for you on this, but you run out of water before in the field? Have you ever run out of the water oh, yeah. before in the field? Yeah. Have you ever been lost in the field? Yeah. Have you ever uh, had some of your machine gunners go Winchester in the field? Nope. You know, like these are things where we had those things happen to us and never want to have them happen again. Mm-hmm. Most people don't have that benefit. You know, like you've seen guys get shot. You've recognized the medics saving their lives. So seeing these things and being in these situations, I think is very beneficial and it makes us think that way. Whereas in many cases, I think civilians don't. And and listen, man, it's 1% of the population. I don't hold anything against people that didn't join the military. Good for you. Go and do something else. But you unfortunately didn't get this this training. That's all it is, is training. So Jocko mentioned about seeing life as a training ground. And I think that was just so key for me when I got out of the military as well. You know, I was a Black Hawk helicopter pilot, did a lot of fun stuff. And eventually you're like, it's over. And you begin to actually think without maybe having the exact words to explain it, that my best days are behind me. You almost start to, you know, not know how do you answer the question, what do I do? You know, when someone goes, hey, what do you do? It's like, do I use this really cool experience from the past? as what I did to describe what I do, because that's not accurate, but also it's what I did the most of. These are things that you know a lot of warriors are struggling with right now, trying to figure out how do I leverage my experiences instead of allowing them to limit me. You know, one thing that really has helped me is seeing life as a training ground, recognizing that every person has unique experiences and education that they bring to the table that we can use as something to leverage for the betterment of others, right? So in this case, you know, yeah, I know how to I know how to use a weapon. Absolutely. I also know how to fly an aircraft. One thing might be needed more than another based on a situation. You know, someone else might know how to apply a tourniquet. Okay, great. Another person might know how to pre- perform combat lifesaver, you know, skills, right? And they know how to save a life from a bullet wound. I mean, this could just be in the workplace alone that you're a problem solver. And the reason you're a problem solver is because you were filled with a schedule full of problems as a first sergeant in the military, right? Uh, It's possible that you are someone who you're very good at figuring out what the right course of action is. And what is that? That's military decision-making, right? So you know how to rack up courses of action and choose which one's the best and weigh them out and then move forward decisively. You know, what we're seeing here is really an example of something that I call mission readiness. 
Uh, the military really focuses on mission readiness. We have a strategy called the Blue Sky Strategy here at Kingdom Operatives, and we believe mission readiness helps you become more resilient. That if you're truly prepared for the path ahead, it's because you've learned how to develop resiliency. You've learned how to stay ready for the next thing. You know, I was listening to this interview with Kevin Hart, and he said someone went up to him and they were like, hey man, dude, just make sure you're ready. He's like, for what? Dude, just make sure you're ready. And this was like early on in his career. And he goes, for what? What am I going to be ready for? And they said, you just got to be ready. And I really do believe if you want to raise your confidence, get more prepared. But what happens if you can't prepare? What happens if this next thing in life you never saw coming and experience did not prepare you for it? Let's talk about that next. And so I think getting involved in it, thinking about it. The training piece, this is something that I spent a lot of time doing. I spent a lot of time training people how to handle stressful situations. Putting them in stressful situations, you can get better at it. I got to see over and over again individuals that would go from panic, frozen, disaster, not being able to make a decision, not being able to move, to totally competent leaders Mm. making things happen. That's a transition that anybody can make. It's a transition that takes time, it takes training, it takes effort. Some people are gonna be naturally better at it than others. Some people are gonna be naturally worse than others, but it is a skill set that you can get better at. So go and seek out those opportunities. Go and get yourself better. Go and learn, go and be more prepared. All right, pretty easy, right? Put people in the stressful situations. If we don't have the experience, How can we as leaders start to look at how we need to gain the experience by putting ourselves in it, but then also, same thing here for our teams, how do we create some stress? Honestly, I just feel that when I went through flight school, I was shocked to see that it was not like Top Gun. You know, I was not celebrated. It was not a great time for a while. It was heavy stress, a lot of studying, and you know, you show up to the aircraft and it's almost like a boot camp in the sky, right? And you're like, getting yelled at for every wrong thing you do. And the reason they did that, one, maybe they're a little grumpy. But number two, they want you to get used to, if you can fly under stress, if you can fly with me screaming in your ear the whole time, telling you, you don't know what you're doing, you're going the wrong way again, oh my gosh, you're not set up for this landing, are you kidding me? Dude, just turn around, let's start this all over again. Get out of the aircraft, get out of the aircraft, you're done flying, get out. And then your stick buddy comes up to the front of the aircraft, sits down, and they fly away without you. And you're like, what was that? That's the kind of stuff that I went through as a young army pilot before even getting to my unit. And you know what it was? It, yeah, you have to start going through this inner conflict, this battle, you know, that, man, I'm not going to get in my own way. But also, you're getting all these new stressful situations that you have to learn to overcome. So look, if life didn't prepare you for this, then use this now, use this time right now, use this video right now to say, you know what, I need to figure out how to use use a gun, right? I need to figure that out, right? Because I need to know how to protect. I need to know how to defend my own home. Okay, maybe it's not that, but man, you know, I've just been someone who's had a really standard corporate, you know, kind of upbringing, maybe even in the military. You're like, it's just a desk job, like it's nothing heavy stress right now. Change that because the world is going to get a little bit more challenging, right? I mean, that's pretty obvious, especially in this stage of life. So let's continue building. Let's continue growing. Put yourself in these uncomfortable situations. If you don't know how to work on your home, man, start doing it. 
Get out YouTube, start talking to some people. You might think, well, it's not needed. Yeah, there, there are definitely some spots where you'll recognize I am not an expert in this. But do you have a base understanding? You know, do you have a base understanding? That is so important. Just figure out the areas where you're like, man, I don't even, I don't even have a clue how this part works. And I think I should. Because, because when I look at, you know, the possibility of maybe one day needing that or the severity of a situation requiring it, man, I got to figure this thing out, right? So that's really important here. Um, we're constantly looking at life as a training ground. And this is something that I, I've continued to learn as I've studied Jocko Willink, which is why I wanted to share that with you today. So think about this right now. Let's say you are, um, you were in the military or something, you're out now and you're a manager of a couple people. And, you know, overall, your stress comes from just client demands, things like that. Man, can you apply maybe a little bit of a compressed timeline? Could you maybe remove some resources? Like, what can you do to get your team used to working under higher stress situations? And it doesn't need to stay that way. You could even say, hey, guys, this next week, we're going to do a little exercise. We're going to see how good we really are. And, this, and then you start to almost artificially come up with some constraints. Maybe there's a key person on your team who always knows all the answers. And the thing is this week, that person doesn't talk on any meeting and no one can ask him any questions. And that's gonna help you identify if there's a person who is a single point of failure. And you're like, all right, hey, look, you're a single point of failure, especially in these areas. I need you to start training them up. So this is just another thing that like helps us prepare ourselves for the path, especially if we don't know what's coming up next. Okay, so for this third insight, man, this is so important. Okay, listen really closely because I think without this, we don't have the full picture. We don't really know how to prepare our teams for the path ahead. How do I build trust with you? Well, what I do is I give you a project. And instead of me giving you a project and then saying, hey, here's how I want you to do this and here's how I want you to do the next part. Instead I say, hey, here's a project. Let me know how you want to do it. And then you go figure out how you want to get done. And I don't micromanage you and I don't ask you a million questions about and, and, and tell you, no, don't do it like that, do it like this. I let you do it. And what does that tell you? That tells you that I trust you. I trust you. And when I trust you, you start to trust me. And by the way, if something goes wrong, instead of me jumping down your throat and hanging you out to dry and making you an example in front of everyone, I say, hey, let's figure out what went wrong. Did I not support you well enough? Did I not give you what you needed? And so you realize, oh, he's not gonna hang me out to dry. He's gonna give me the support. He's gonna try and teach me if something goes wrong instead of try and drop the hammer on me. And in order to do this properly, of course, let's say you just started working for me. The first thing I would hand you wouldn't be a massively strategic, important project and say, hey, here's, the, here's, you know, here's a multi-million dollar project. You take and run with it. I'll be over here. I trust you, you, you make it happen. Because I don't know you. How can I trust you if I don't know you? So I'm gonna give you a smaller project. I'm gonna give you something little to start on. And then you do that, you do that well, boom. Now I'm gonna give you something bigger. And we continue to go in that direction until pretty much we get to a point where all I really have to tell you is, hey, this is the vision. This is what we're trying to make happen. Run with it. If you go, if you, if you need to pass this barrier of whatever kind, let me know so I can let everyone else know. But it's on you. Run with it. Okay, so right here, he's talking a lot about um, what we call situational awareness. That's a military term, but it's also a term that we use in our strategy here at Kingdom Operatives. Uh, it's the second part of our strategy. We want to help people see more and before others see. 
and you're catching on to really what I call effective delegation. We need to effectively delegate. Most people don't want to delegate because they don't want to give everyone all their work or they don't trust them to get the job done. But there's a great way we can do this using a simple quadrant. I go into a lot more detail into this. And if you keep listening to Iconic Influence, we'll share with you more. But the first thing is to actually see these opportunities and these challenges as ways to train your team by giving them a project, okay? Saying, you know, hey, uh, this next thing coming up, this is yours. You're leading this. And you change who leads different initiatives. So let's say you got to get some vehicles ready. You pick a lead, you say, hey, this person, you're getting these five vehicles ready. You're, you're responsible for that. You're responsible for all the equipment, accountability. And you begin to actually set something up like a project. And just so you know what a project entails, and I'm speaking of this as someone who is a project management professional, like certified PMP, which sounds so cool, by the way. Sounds like I'm about to start rapping or something. Basically, you have these requirements, which is a scope, a cost, and a schedule, right? And it has to have a point to where it starts and ends. If it has all those pieces, most of the time, it would be a project. And to make it real simple, if something doesn't continue on, it actually has an end date, maybe it's a mission that's about to start and end, you know, those pieces, then that would be able to be treated like a project. And you could actually assign a project leader, a project manager to handle these pieces. When you do that, I just want you to think of a couple quick things that we talk about here, which is what resources do they need? Are you giving them the proper resources for what that project entails? Next thing is, what authority do they need? Is there a level of authority that they need because they've demonstrated themselves as responsible, as someone of high trust? If so, give them some more authority to be able to make decisions. Another piece is responsibility. What are they responsible for? If this happens or doesn't happen, is it their fault? If so, let them know that. Um, who are they making sure that they're responsible for? What are they taking care of? You know, is there certain equipment, all that? And then lastly, what reporting requirements make sense for them to keep talking to you? Saying, hey, once a day, you give me an update. Once a week, you give me an update. These are the things I need to update on. And then you just continue to scale these pieces, okay? So uh, when someone has low trust, you're gonna go low responsibility, low authority, a lot of resources, and very high reporting requirements. I know I'm flying through this. If I had more time with you, I would go through it in depth. Here at Kingdom Operatives, we focus on effective delegation a lot. So if you stick with me, I promise you, you're gonna learn a lot more. And as some of our programs are shared with you, you'll be able to go deeper. But those are four things I want you to think about and that Jocko is kind of alluding to here, right? He might not use that exact matrix, but he is thinking through this uh, strategically every time. That person, what training do they need? That person, uh, what experience do I need to make sure I give them? What stress do I need to apply to a situation because I need to get them used to handling it more? If these things are done, then you got the three key insights that we need to be able to prepare our team for the path ahead, right? That was the whole goal of this episode. That's why I went on a mission for you to find these answers. And I felt like Jocko Willink was the best place to look. This guy knows what it's like to operate under high stress. If you've been with us for a while, you know that you need a letter of the day. The KO code word letter is N as in November, the letter N. Every single episode, we give you a letter that unlocks uh, eventually one rare training that only you will have access to and those who do the work like you. 
Today's discussion is all aligned to what we call the Blue Sky Strategy, which is a three-part strategy that helps you build more influential, effective, and resilient teams. So it's been an honor being able to be with you today. I hope this episode added tremendous value. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. Share it with someone else. And until next time, continue mission.